Boom. I pushed the button. We're alive. That's boom. Just a little boom. Just a little boom. Get the year started. It's so exciting. This is exciting. It's good to be back. It's good Oksana, to be back. welcome. We're so excited to have you with us. plan for the year, or have you guys done a couple already? No, this is our very first because we'll talk about it during the show a little bit. Uh, we had a big industry trip show last week. Was it last week? Yeah. And so we just thought we'd kick things off uh, once, uh, you know, this week. So you're our first. Wow, what an honor. Thank you. It's an honor to have you. We appreciate it. And have to set high standards. <laughs> Don't feel nervous. Mike usually likes to be the one that all the time. Likes to feel what all the time? Nervous. I am nervous. This is this nerve wracking over here. It's a big job. So but where's yeah, everybody? Yeah. Where is everybody today? Before we get started, Oksana, where, tell us where you're calling in from. Portugal, Lisbon. Wow. And now, what time is it in Portugal? Five p.m. Oh, okay. I heard Portugal is awesome. I've actually never been. Have you been, Mike? I have not been, but I've looked into getting the golden visa over there. If you buy a property over there, you can get like a, a residency, a citizenship, and the EU visa and all that. It's pretty cool. So good program. That's right. Really I haven't cool. done it. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, huh? I'm not no, in Portugal ahead. today. It's not as exciting, not quite as exciting. I'm actually uh, uh, in Arlington, Virginia, uh, and headed to the airport right after the show. I stayed here so I could do the show with you, with you guys. And, uh, and then uh, I'm headed back to sunny South Florida. It's amazing that back your 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 living room has never changed, whether it's in Arlington, South Florida. It's great. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of great cold. to see you, partner. It's cold, so cold, where, cold where you are with your uh, that jacket, that raincoat jacket thing you got it's there. Freezing, okay. freezing. Yeah, here in uh, Northern Virginia, which you know, <laughs> <laughs> it is cold up here. Well, hey, let's listen. We've got we've got a bunch of folks in, and and, and a lot to cover as always. Are, are you ready? I'm ready. Oksana, you ready? Excited. Awesome. Let's, go. Let's do right, it, guys. Well, let's get going. So, uh, everyone, welcome to the Distributors Helping Distributors Show. It's our first show of, of 2022. And uh, I'm Michael Mahoney, along with my partner, Josh Fry, and our guest, Oksana es uh, Esperard, today. Um, I want to ask everyone to get the, the, the show started off on a good note by sharing your, your wins. So let's celebrate the wins. We've, we've done this a lot, you know, uh, since we started the show, but if you could go into the, the Q and a, uh, and, uh, and tell us something positive that's happened to you in the past, you know, the past month or so, tell us something good and, sh and share your information. Uh, if you can't think of any positive news, uh, something you're grateful for. So, um, today, and this is a perfect segue into the purpose of today's show or the topic. So today's show, is dedicated to helping us all get our mindset in the right place to support our success in 2022. And, you know, if you're like me, there are some days when, you know, you don't have your mojo and there are days when you do, and, and that's just human. But I personally have found that consciously working to put my mind in the right place can make a difference uh, in, in my attitude and, you know, into how I'm able to, per, to perform at work. Um, but each person is unique. And so what works for one person might not work for another. Um, as I'm talking to distributors around the country, I hear things that are, I think, common to people in all workplaces, but maybe they feel stressed, or overwhelmed, constant work demands, they're overbooked, there's anxiety, there's fear, sometimes worrying for not even sure why, not having time for themselves. 
maybe on prescription medications for anxiety or depression, right? Feeling lonely, right? All these, these issues, and we struggle with these, and these come into work, and we're all small business people. We're entrepreneurs, right? And we are the back office, the front office, like most of us doing a lot of work. It's hard to separate the personal and the business, so it's really important to be able to get uh, our heads in, in the right place. And, and so, you know, the question is, well, how could managing these issues and being able to manage our mindset help us unleash our potential for positive energy and creativity and joy to help us be more successful in life uh, and, and in business. So that's why we have brought in our guest panelists for today, Oksana. She is a guru to some of the top entrepreneurs in the country. She's a mindfulness and meditation expert. She's an international speaker, best-selling author, uh, and she's, uh, she's nationally recognized. So we're going to turn to Oksana in just a few moments. We're going to take care of some other business first, and then we're going to introduce Oksana and, uh, and get started with, uh, with, I hope it's going to be a really interesting discussion. So as a, by way of introduction, too, for those of you who are new and joining us for the first time, again, I'm Michael Mahoney. My partner is Josh Fry. We are frontline promotional products distributors, just like you. I am a serial entrepreneur who's launched and sold several multi-million dollar businesses. So I really come from outside the industry. Josh, on the other hand, has been one of the top producing promotional products distributors in the country for the past several decades. And he's launched uh, quite a few young distributors to success uh, as, as he has coached and mentored them. And then together we offer a, a fairly unique and exclusive group coaching program to help elite promotional products distributors to open doors close deals and scale their businesses. And you can check us out at swagcoach.com or, uh, or on Facebook, I'm, I look under Swag Coach. So with that, Joshua, what is your win? And can you tell us a little bit more about uh, why you wanted to bring Oksana on today? First off, Mike, that was a hell of a job, hell of an opener. Really thoughtful, like that? detailed, amazing, yes. Well Thank done. You. Way to bring it in 2022. Uh, and I see all these awesome wins that are up there on the chat. We should definitely talk about a few of them. And for me, so I see some of the people here was uh, PPAI Vegas last week. It was just so great to get out there and be in person again and see so many familiar faces, some of whom we coached together with our program. We did our social in Vegas, as well as just the show and seeing new products networking with new people. So it was really a real highlight. Uh, I know a lot of people were unable to make the show this year given COVID and hopefully uh, you'll hear some of the highlights from other people, including us. And um, anyway, it was just a, a really great win. Um, you know, for me, um, and based on my experience on the sales side of things, it's uh, we push hard at the end of the year and then it's about starting the new year, starting with the, you know, a, for some of us have had, had great years, others of us have had not so great years, but what happens is we've got to then start to build our sales and build our books back up and that can be a grind. And so I thought it would be cool to have Oksana on the show today to talk to us about kind of getting our, getting in the right headspace, maybe pull a few nuggets from her wisdom and her expertise that we can deploy in our day-to-day our -day, uh, sales efforts uh, to kind of keep us motivated and, uh, and, and crush our 2022 sales. So that is what we're going to talk about today. Fantastic. Uh, would you like me to put up the poll, Josh? I would love for you to put up the poll and then we got to get to Oksana because uh, she's been so patiently waiting. 
she has, and they want to hear from her more than us, right? So here we go. So exactly. here's, here's the question. So uh, help us out here. What is your mindset now? You've got three choices. I'm ready to roll and crush 2022. I am still recovering from 2021, or I am lost and I need a mental recharge. So take a look and, and click on uh, click on the one that applies to you, and we'll, we'll react to it. And, uh, and then, then we're going to get started with some questions for Oksana. Well, we got a lot of motivation. We cannot vote. <laughs> we can't vote. Yeah, we don't get to vote. I know. It's like what? <laughs> so, so where do you fit in, Oksana? I think I'm ready to crush 2022. Even though I don't crush years, but I'm just excited about it. <laughs> awesome. And how about you, Mike? I'm always ready to roll. Absolutely. For sure. I'm, I'm, I'm always excited. And I would agree. The, the, the significance of the year is kind of artificial to me, but I'll take it. Uh, I'm absolutely, I'm, I'm excited. So, and I think coming out of Vegas uh, certainly uh, helped, uh, helped a lot. That was a lot of fun. So, okay. So here, why don't we, we'll close this out. Oksana, uh, what do you, uh, what do you make of this? So here, I'll, uh, I'll share this for the folks who did respond. So we had 75%. So they're ready to go. Uh, but 25% said they're either, you know, kind of trying to get over last year or they just, they need help. They can use recharge. What do you think? Well, granted, we are speaking with motivated, ambitious people. I was definitely considering over 50% ready to roll and crush, but we're all coming from different conditions and situations. And definitely 2021 was at least for me, it was not as I expected it to be. I thought it was going to be easy breezy and we recover from COVID and it was nothing but. So I'm not surprised. And we keep having all these variants and other things all around the world. So it, it still continues to be a challenge on many frontiers, personally, professionally, and socially. Sure. Awesome. Well, good. Well, I can I, I can say that from the, uh, the responses and the celebrate the wins, uh, I can see why a lot of folks are positive and motivated this year. If, I encourage everyone to take a look at the Q&A. Uh, I'm not going to read through these, but there's a lot of responses and uh, folks saying, you know, they've gotten some big orders, sales are up, uh, you know, really a lot of positivity. So uh, this, this is phenomenal. So, so let's, uh, Oksana, let's start from the beginning and tell us, Tell us a little bit about yourself and, and, and your background and how, you know, how you got to where you are as uh, really one of the top coaches uh, in the country, uh, specifically working with business people and talking on this, this topic. How, how did you get to where you are? I think by walking the journey, <laughs> I will start by, by saying that originally I'm from Russia. So you'll hear an accent, um, people that are from America and born and raised can detect it. So I'll confess right away. Originally, I'm Russian, born and raised in the far east of Russia, uh, very far away from uh, civilization, let's put it this way. And I never thought or planned to do what I do now. Um, I came to the United States the first time when I was 16. I won a scholarship in a program uh, after uh, Soviet Union walls broke, and that was my luck. Uh, versus my brothers and my sisters, I was able to learn English. And that was my first time in the US. And the second time I came as I was 21. And I was just motivated, ambitious, wanted to crush the American dreams. And my training was in hospitality. And my original occupation and business path was actually in sales and business development. So this mindfulness coaching, 
personal development. These were not things that were in my realm. However, I did hit a few very major burnouts from working and studying and not taking care of myself on mental, emotional, and even physical level. Um, spend a lot of time in South Florida, actually, Michael. So um, if anybody familiar with Miami culture, if you're a student there, it's a lot of partying and drinking. Um, on top of going to work at 8 a.m., like nothing happened. Um, so I've <laughs> done, done fair share of that. And as a result and burning out, I just mentally burned out and physically. I crashed to the age of 25 and decided to flee to Hong Kong. I blamed the United States and decided that the best solution is to run away. Um, those of you that took that decision or solution, have it worked out for you? Not, not so much for me. I actually landed after six months in worse spot that I left from. Um, as after six months of me moving to Asia, my dad died unexpectedly. And that's where I finally came to common sense, recognizing that I'm not able to help myself. And as a result, I didn't actually hear about therapy or other things that are popular in the US, like drugs, medication that could help you with depression, anxiety. Didn't, didn't touch me for some reason. And I found a well-being center where they introduced me first time to transcendental meditation, started to do uh, yoga, practices of self-awareness, and actually a lot of private coaching where I was cognizing, remodeling, and understanding. Um, that's kind of set me off on the path of well-being for myself. And fast-forwarding a few years, going back to the U.S., going through personal battles and making some shifts and changes, eventually I... Um, decided that I want to revolutionize my life and the tools that I found in Indian Himalayas where I, I kind of deep dive into these studies at first I want I was a believer that if I want to study these tools they have to come from the source um, and there I recognize that uh, these tools many professionals can use and there's not so much at least six years ago that was available that would be relatable it was either your yoga bone or you are totally business professional that don't believe in this stuff. And so I believe there was a bridge in the middle ground because I found it. And I kind of got inspired to share it with other professionals. And ever since the journey been ever exploring what, what it looks like. So, so what is it that about your mindset, if you going back to, you know, when you're talking about being 25 and just kind of crashing and burning out, what was it about your mindset at the time? That, uh, that, that that set you on that path? Well, you, you asked me to stay positive and here I am. <laughs> I was suicidal, Michael. <laughs> well, I think we can share. You know, we can share. pretty dark. <laughs> I did say, but I think, I think we could all, you know, share honestly and candidly. And I think that it's because I think people can relate to your story. Uh, and I think, and hopefully in a few moments, you will be able to share more about some of the strategies and things that you have used and, and things that you've, you've taught. But um, yeah, I mean, so you, so that's a, that's a huge statement. I mean, at that age, you were feeling suicidal. So again, you know, what, what was it about your mindset that put you in that place? Now that I could see the differences, right, it's really was uh, what's called a mental health condition of um, hijack of the mind on the negative side. And unfortunately, being born and raised in Russia, did not help because that is predominantly negative mindset day to day. 
and you are trained from a very young age to view world as a fight, as a battle that you need, you either win or you lose. There is competition. There is not enough resources, right? Soviet Union, it was not enough resources at all. And so that creates mental footprint for how you perceive life even outside of that environment. And I took my move to the US as a personal battle of winning against something and someone that never existed for a better life. And I forgot to one, enjoy the journey. And then when I received the outcomes, better pay, great salary, um, car, apartment. I even had a boyfriend who was ready to marry me. I was utterly depressed. It was not satisfying. Um, it was goal setting uh, at the highest for me, but as I achieved those goals, they came negative on satisfaction and fulfillment. So how did you, how did you transition or how did you escape that mindset of negativity and go from glass half, you know, half empty to half full? It was definitely a gradual process, Josh, and it's through the practices, the practices of mindfulness, self-observation, self-awareness, and then hours and hours in retreats, continuously rewiring my brain. But I would say to, to keep people hopeful, um, I'm, I'm a really bad case, right? I kind of let it go too deep, too far for me to need to invest so much time to rewire it. But for example, you guys are familiar with gratitude, right? Like I saw some people saying, I'm thankful, I'm grateful. Me in the beginning, I, I would say I'm grateful, but there was zero feeling behind it. It was just numbness. I don't know how it felt. Like, is it in my knees? Is it in my heart? Like what, what's, what it's like, right? So my perception and projection in the world was not reflecting to what was inside. And it was a big disconnect. And so I gradually daily practice, daily changing routines and literally cognizing the thought, reframing it, cognizing, reframing, cognizing, reframing, and, um, and also um, calming down the nervous system. If you're low on energy, it's not going to work. If you are constantly in the state of survival for whatever things like resources, financial abundance, um, even physical safety, it's not going to work. So there needs to be like a collision of certain things. And definitely many beautiful people and teachers along the way that coached and guide me and, and wipe my tears pretty much. It's amazing. So go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big believer of, uh, in uh, something that's called Imago uh, therapy or Imago counseling. And it, and it it is based in the belief that most of uh, our attitudes and and our perceptions as adults you know come from childhood experiences right and it's what i what i hear you saying right is that that uh, and i think it's important to to state that out loud because i think sometimes it's people can connect to start to understand where they are even as adults because everyone on the show is you know so typically uh, older uh, adults like a lot of this this these thoughts and these these traps that we're in actually go all the way back you know decades ago to childhood is that i mean do you feel that that's that's true in your experience it's certainly true for yeah. my experience and i would say it's not only your experiences it experiences around the people that you're with 
So it's your childhood, their childhood, and the environment. I mean, look at the situation of COVID right now. Um, it's, a, it's a new trauma for everybody. You couldn't say that, oh, in the childhood, that happened to us, right? So it's a new experience. Um, and it's, it's a mix. It's a big soup. But yes, for me, I found a lot of answers in going back to the childhood and rewiring those beliefs that, frankly, were planted into me. It were, they were not mine. They were my parents' fears. They were that environment stuff. And, and I was just leaving it. I was continuing leaving it mindlessly. Once you start paying awareness to those things, it just, it becomes very clear and easy to let go of too, easier. And, and, and so I, I've asked this for both of you, Oksana and, and Josh, but like, how do you see these issues manifesting or impacting people uh, in terms of their, their, you know, their mental health impacting their work, right? Where do, where do you see this playing out, right, Josh? I mean, look, from, you know, we're in a mentally challenging business. It's a, you know, make, making sales is not easy. It, 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 it's, uh, it can be anxiety provoking, stressful. We get in our own heads and, you know, whether we just had a sale, we, some of us are like, well, can I do it again? Or, we had a bad day and we just think that, oh my gosh, now this is going to trigger a bad month and a bad year. And I think, so I think that it's easy to kind of go down that, that rabbit hole and of negativity. And so staying positive, putting positive energy out there. I know that for me, I believe in karma. I believe in that. I'm, I'm, you know, and I, and, and it, and it helps just re direct the negativity when, when I start to kind of go down a, a, a challenging path. And I use things and I've, I've kind of, you know, through our, our EO circuit and Oksana, I don't know if you know any of these, these people you've seen on the EO circuit as well, just use these little mantras. Like I saw this, 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 um, this guy who's a professor at Columbia university, he's got a great weekly blog and, um, he just basically is talk. He's he's from India. He talks about kind of this, the mindset and just kind of perspective. And one of the things that that I learned from him is we're preconditioned to think that something bad is bad. So something you know you lose a sale, that's bad. Okay. So for me, the and the lesson is well, consider the possibility that there could be good in there. Just consider it. So the mantra of could be bad, could be good. Has it, I use it daily when stuff when curveballs are thrown my way on the sales side or in the business side. And it just helps me stay positive and redirect and think about the, the upside and the possibility. I'm going to kind of expand on what Michael said. Something similar that I do, but I just say, um, if something didn't happen, let's say the sale didn't go through, um, I say it didn't mean for me something better is coming. So if that didn't go through, it means that like I'm preparing the space, the universe prepares the space for me for so something grander. If I didn't win this contract, it means like I needed some time to get into something else that is more impactful, more rewarding, maybe financially uh, better. So that's um, that, that's what I would add. And then self-worth, I think we get associated so much with all the losing in sales in in us losing something so the self-worth got nugged and hurt all the time uh, which is a work to stay in that zone of balance and not uh, take it literally personally 
You know, I, and one I, of the things God. that you said, Oksana, about uh, enjoying the journey, I don't, you know, we're going to, I know, talk a little bit more with you about kind of some of the, 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 the tips that you've got for us to kind of get our, get our game on. But it took me 20 years to enjoy the journey. You know, I think that, and that I guess I'm a little you bit know, you, slow. You met me, Josh, I think you met me about 20 years ago, but go ahead. <laughs> 2022 is going to be our year, Mike. I feel it. Um, but, but, you know, so I've kind of learned I, I had this moment where, um, much like you, um, I'd done more sales than I'd ever done in a year. I had a sales team that was crushing it. Um, I was working uh, three days a week. And I just, it was just such a grind to get there. And I couldn't even enjoy it once I got, I couldn't even, just, it wasn't, it wasn't worth it to me in the sense of, of course, I'm motivated by money. I'm motivated by success. I want to win and all these things that are related to what we do in our business. Um, but I missed the mark on enjoying the journey. And that's something that Mike and I are really focused on with our coaching program. And re I'm really focused on because I'm doing it in my life, you know, Absolutely. finding the parts of the, of the work that you enjoy so that the endurance, the journey becomes so much more enjoyable and freeing yourself up from the stuff that's not. And granted, sometimes we got to do things we don't like to do. But if the majority of the time you're spending week in and week out or on things that you enjoy doing, you're going to enjoy the journey. And uh, that's one thing that's awesome. I know you don't know our industry as well, Oksana, but that's one thing that's awesome about our industry. There are so many different ways to sell and go to market and build your own, own business. It's about picking the right strategy and method for you so you can enjoy the journey. And if, if I have found in my own experience my, my success has gone through the roof once I started to enjoy the journey. Uh, I, I agree. I, I started, you know, I guess I had my own business, my first business technology company uh, 25 years ago, you know, and I got to a point where I was working a lot of hours, you know, 60, 80 hours a week, just routinely and, and uh, no vacations I had two young children. And I was very happily married, you know, and, you know, I, my wife's like, look, is this how you want to live? Right. I mean, you know, you're missing out. Right. And, um, and she was right. You know, and I was never wanted to take a vacation. It was just no way. Right. And, uh, she just insisted and it, uh, she helped change my whole perception, changed my life. She's like, look, you know, we're taking, I'm booking it. It's two weeks. We're going out of the country. There's no phone. It was not as a cruise because there was no internet, no access. Right. And, you know, I had to get things prepped to leave and I had no choice to, I had to shut it all down. I mean, the business was running, but like I, disconnected and and miraculously things survived and we actually did really well while I was gone. I was like, oh, that wasn't so bad. And it, it and I learned to I, I restructured and we meant Josh mentioned EO, the entrepreneurs organization. We're in we hear a lot of speakers and we learn from a lot of other entrepreneurs. And I just began to focus on adjusting, trying to intentionally set the business up to work, you know, as to work for me versus me working for it. And it's cliched and you read that's what we read in textbooks, but like Implementing it is hard, but it, and it took years. But you know, we got to where you know my family we routinely take about you know six to eight weeks of vacation time a year to shut down, check out. You know, and it it is it's hard, but it's possible uh, to make it happen. And and uh, you know, so that's I'm and I'm very and I'm definitely am grateful for that transformation. It took a lot. Of, it took work, and I and I want to be able to talk about some of those tools today. But but before we do, I want to. You said something a minute ago. I thought was interesting. You you mentioned the word Oksana, uh, uh, 
not feeling worthy or sense of worthlessness. I'm wondering, where do you think the people, the, 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 the entrepreneurs that you work with, where does that come from? This sense, because I've seen this, I've seen it, but I don't really understand. So like, where does the sense that people have to think that they feel not worthy stem from? Well, I think speaking for the USA culture or Western culture, the whole marketing machine and economic machine to motivate people to go to work and to contribute their time for different levels of pay um, is built on that you're not good enough. That there's, if you put this makeup on, you're going to be prettier. If you are going to use this program in the gym, you're going to be better and physically more fit. Um, if you use this sales strategy of some kind, then you're going to be better, meaning that you're not good right now, right? So that cultural message that we are fed and we are feeding the kids of starting three years old, like you need to be best in class and having reward system, the stars, if you do this, like it's a reward punishment system that teaches us inherently that we are not good as we are right now. Right now, as I am, I'm not enough. And in order for me to become enough, I need to have starting good in kindergarten, I need to behave, I need to have certain cell phone, I need to have certain car, I need to have a job, I need to perform, set these goals, I need to reach these goals, I need to, and it just keeps going. It's just the mark always changing, but inherently I am never good enough. Interesting. And so, yeah, so it's it's really a cultural message. I mean, you know, it's, I think a lot of what we're hearing, uh, you know, social media, the news, Right. Uh, you know, the, just these messages we're getting, I think maybe they're designed to uh, people trying to sell. They're trying to benefit. They're gaining power, whatever it is. But uh, ultimately, it, it impacts us negatively. So interesting. So, well, Josh. Yeah. I mean, so we've talked about a bunch of different things related to mindset and, and you know, our experiences and stuff. I'd like to hear a little bit from Oksana about this, about your book, sure. Next Level You. And, you know, what can we do? How do we how do we get to our next our next level? Sure. Well, I'll I'll show the book here. I, I prepared it to have. So um, this this is a book to share my story in depth of okay, what was that transition of being crashed by the necessities of life and my situations and in fun, entertaining stories. Uh, but I also included the research uh, based on the tools of. I would say well-being. It's not only mindfulness and meditation. I cover some things about sleep there. Uh, we talk about mindset. We talk about inflammation and some of the recovery things. And also to share practical tools and tips. There are some breathing techniques. There are some visualizations. And simply how I started, right? If you are completely like, yeah, I tried meditation, not my thing. Um, give it, give it another look. Um, it's a very light read and it's, it's a, I, what, what I was targeting is a good mix between stories, research and practical tools. And you can find it on Amazon. It's Kindle, um, or hardcover or paperback. And so you actually have exercises that people can get started with in your book as it relates yeah. to breathing. You said meditation, sleep mindset. Yeah. Any if if someone you know if I want to start off, let's say with, with any any recommendations for any specific you know one example of an of an exercise we could try right now, not on the call, but that we could try on our own as uh, as a way to get started. 
that's been incredibly effective it for all, you? Yes, it all depends what level and where you're at in life, right? For people that marked, I would start with the bottom in the beginning of your survey or the poll, right? People that saying, I totally need a reset, I totally need a recharge. Um, these people, I would recommend to deep dive into breathing techniques and stabilizing the nervous system, because that's exactly activating parasympathetic nervous system to recharge, reset, rewire. And so for these people, I would say deep breathing, as simple as that, just six deep breaths, make it 10. You inhale through the nose as deep as you can, you exhale through the mouth, actually, it helps to create that um, neurological connection as simple as that but so many people don't do that because it's so simple right like why uh, I got it I know how to do it do it you will see the benefit um, for people that were in the middle that kind of uh, still processing 2021 um, I would say the reflection back on what went well in each month I actually have a meditation that I posted at the end of uh, 2021. It still lives on my YouTube and it's reflection to prepare for 2022. Um, it's on Satvami channel on YouTube. I think it's like 15 or 20 minutes, something along those lines. Uh, listen to it. it. All you need, just close your eyes and listen to it and see if you will be able to just cognize what happened. Our lives are so fast. It's just hard to process and that becomes overwhelming. It doesn't feel like there is, um, you know, a, a conclusion. It feels like a constant race, but no winning finish line ever. It just moves. Um, so these kind of reflections. And then for people- Wait, wait, can I back you up? So you said it's called the reflection back exercise? Yeah, I think it's called reflection meditation. It's on my YouTube. It's one of the last video. It's either last or one before last. Um, but and the purpose of it is is to, to kind of stop, take to pause, from reflect. Uh huh. And that's something that you also recommend doing on a monthly basis. Yeah, I I would even recommend uh, to do it on a daily basis. Is to reflect on your day to day activities. So one of the techniques that I wanted to suggest today for people, everybody, everybody will benefit from it, um, is to start recording your thinking process. So one of the things that I could either, uh, you can find it, it's called Tice's log, T-I-C-E-S. Um, and you literally, we think a lot of thoughts and not all these thoughts are resulting in the positive mindset. And there are, of course, there are some that contribute to the well-being and there are some that deprive us of the well-being and there are some that neutral. In ideal world, you want more of the well-being ones and positive ones and then neutral and then completely work or eliminate the ones that bring negativity, right? We don't actually, in actuality, we don't track or consciously do anything about our regulation of what thoughts to come. The majority of people don't. So integrating it as a practice and the best thing is to track it in writing. If something happened that triggered you, rejection and sale, writing it out loud how did it make me feel what was the images in the head and that will give a lot of insight to work with is it self-worth is it desire to be liked is it financial struggle fear of failing to pay bills right because depending on what feelings it causes there are different opportunities for you to work with that 
it's not like, oh, meditation will cure it all or breathe through this and you're going to be great. It doesn't work like that. So, but for you to be more on target and overcome it faster, it will require the, um, you know, a little more insight on what's happening without, within. And if you're having anything positive, tracking and reliving that experience, just remembering what went well today at the end of the day, that again, it reinforces that positivity, you gain more energy, you feel like you're accomplishing things, you feel fulfillment that gives you energy for continuing and moving forward for the next day. Um, so there's no downside to this one. I love it. So you're basically reflecting on a daily or weekly, monthly, annual basis, what went well, and trying to also track or journal kind of your mental chatter, your thoughts and focus in on the positive. Yeah, journaling works and doesn't work. Here I'm talking about like a log of this thought resulted in this feeling, resulted in this sensation within the body. And this was the, um, the technique that helped me overcome, or this is the feeling that was within the body, just this, literally tracking it. But this when was, go, Mike. No, go. Josh, you, you well, uh, Josh, you, you listened to, uh, there's a Joe Rogan podcast. Cause I know, you know, everyone, uh, we all know Joe, but Joe Rogan, uh, actually had Jewel on. She's yes. a, big time award-winning uh, artist and she struggled a lot early on in her teens and 20s with like serious mental you know Ill illness and homeless and all that and it was interesting she she her path to me mental rehabilitation and, like she was literally like homeless it was, it was a crazy story uh but her, her path back she said she took it upon herself to literally start writing down her her thoughts what you know what she thought about what how it made her feel the images in her head and so forth and she was very meticulous about it and said you know she didn't even know why she was doing it but over time she would go back and review what she had written and she began to see to see patterns emerge and she developed a better understanding of herself and how her mind worked and then she was able to begin shifting you know her her actual thought process how you know what was in her head she's like you know you can't really have two thoughts a positive and a negative at the same time. You can only kind of think about one thing at a time. And she worked on actually replacing these thoughts. So, yeah, and it was a great interview. I mean, one of the things that she also was saying is she would do this to not just look at patterns, but if she was doing this, then she was out of her own head. And so yeah. kind of getting out of your own head and putting it on paper to see patterns, to then adjust, to be aware, and then you can make a shift. So does that, that's kind of what you're talking about, right, Oksana? Yeah, it's absolutely that. And that's the aspect of mindfulness that you are, you need to not judge yourself or be engaged with that thought in order to be able to cognize it. So that's the aspect of metacognition. You are cognizing your thinking. Um, and that cannot happen if you're not detached from it. And so that's why I was saying this is this is literally it's like a log that you're doing versus in journaling, it's more dumping all the conditions on paper, which is a little less strategic and it requires more time here. Just anytime that happens, you put a note or at the end of the day to gain insight, to gain awareness. And this is called Tice's log. Is that what you said? Yeah, one of the things, I mean, you can create your own thing. It doesn't have to be as complicated. I suggest even like, giving a blank sheet of paper and create it into three columns and first one say um 
the thought. The second one say the feeling. So you know, is it positive or negative? And I suggest tracking both. What thoughts continuously contribute to for your well-being, right? And um, and then the other one is um, sorry, it shows that my battery is low. I better get up to recharge very quickly. Um, and uh, and then what um, what what these feelings are and what do they do? What imageries? Where does it come from? So then it gets a little more time for self-reflection and understanding the root of it. Got it. So interesting. I mean, you know the again, the point of this, this webinar is really to try to pull some, some exercises or strategies to, to help us, you know, get mentally strong. And I think that one of the things that's really um, important as we're sitting here talking about this, Mike, is doing, you know, being proactive instead of being a victim to your own you know, here, I'll speak for myself, instead of sure. being a victim to my own crazy thoughts and going down a, you know, a, a rabbit hole that is not really um, constructive or conducive to positive energy and scaling my, my business and, and enjoying the journey, you know, I'm, I'm doing something. So what, what Oksana is talking about is doing something and being proactive. And these are some examples of what you can do to kind of drive the process as opposed to let it I, I agree. I mean, that's the key, right, is to take action and, uh, you know, try to break out of the mind trap of being a victim and into, you know, a survivor and a thriver, right? And, and, and th this concept of journaling or uh, using a, a log like Tyson's log, right, is uh, something we can all do. Uh, it doesn't cost anything, right? And it's available to us immediately. We, we can all do this. So it's, uh, that's a very actionable step. Uh, I think it's very powerful too, because I yeah. believe, I think the process of you're making yourself consciously aware of, of these things, the thoughts, the feelings, the images, uh, you're writing them, you're seeing them, you're thinking them. It's, it's really helping you to, to, to process. So, yeah. And I see that. Uh, so it's Tice's law, uh, log T I C E S log. Right. Right. And, uh, like you were saying, Alexander, there are other, just, you could create it yourself. Um, so, um, we have about like 15 minutes left. If people have questions for Oksana, definitely post them in the Q&A. Um, Mike, should we move the conversation on? You got a, any other questions for Oksana or should we just sit here and twiddle our thumbs? I have more. Uh, sorry, I'm looking at I'm looking at the Q&A, uh, the Q&A here. Let's see. Well, I, Robin says uh, back to the self-worth conversation. Uh, do you differentiate self-worth versus being deserving of? I, I'm not sure I understand yeah. the question, but maybe you do. Is, uh, do. Do you differentiate the concept of self-worth versus being deserving of? If I understand and read it correctly, again, it, it's very fine line. Um, the self-worth, part of it is not deserving that I don't deserve it because I'm not good enough, not smart enough, not strong enough. Um, and therefore it's a kind of like, it, it's very interrelated, right? Um, but you can also have low self-worth and uh, have many things and still not feel like you earn them or deserve them. So I think, I think it's very interrelated. So yeah, give it, uh, so 
yeah, guys, uh, share your questions for us in the Q uh, and A. We'll, I wanted we'll, uh, you guys asked me for three things for three takeaways, and then I only was able to explain <laughs> one, which is actually the the Please. largest one for this year. I think many people will benefit. Um, but another question that I would ask yourself, and you do that in self reflection, um, is what feelings you are after, because when we set goals, it's usually percentages. And I have seen people saying like, oh, how was year? And like, oh, my clients are 47% up, my sales are 67% up. Like, and it's all the numbers about the success and, and how we learn to track it, right? I would add to that, which numbers are very important. You can track the progress that way. But I would add to that what feelings you're after. Hmm. And on, on an even daily basis, is it the significance? Is it sense of contribution? Is it sense of impact? Is that power? Like, what is that tonality? Because based on the feeling that you are after, you can achieve it in different ways, different strategies. And if you're after sheer power, you can go into unethical decisions, right? If you're after contribution and making everything as better as a whole, it's total different approach that may not be the most cost effective. It's just Does so interesting. Sense? It's really, yeah, it's so interesting. I mean, you know, as hard charging salespeople, we're just so focused on the numbers or the, the, the tasks at hand, the action steps and so forth to dig into the feelings that you're going after behind that. That's interesting. That's a great yeah, that's a great point. And um, I wonder, do, do, do people have a hard time answering that question? Sometimes, sometimes Oksana, like uh, the, some of the, the, the people that you're coaching or working with, I mean, it's, we're used to thinking about the numbers that can be, you know, easy to answer, right? But do people have a hard time accessing or expressing the feelings they're actually looking for? Yeah, it's, it's definitely something that we struggle as a society. Um, vulnerability because it requires vulnerability and it's touchy feely. You don't talk about your feelings in business, um, and it's some. And we also have very poor vocabulary towards the feelings in English, at least. Hmm. Um, the majority of feelings like sad, like I'm sad, right? I'm sad I didn't make the sale. Well, is it sad, angry? Is it sad, frustrated? Is it sad, disappointed? Is it sad um, that because you're sick? Like what kind of sad? Because again, it implies different strategies in there of how to overcome the feeling or how to make it better the next day or the next time you're there. Uh, but also in sales, being emotional literate is very important because uh, the sales is an emotional process. Why people buy, unless you are in a price competition then I don't think uh, you know there's more done there. But if you are in a in a differentiated market and you want to win, not based on price, understanding your buyer's emotion is is what is is what's gonna make the sale. What makes the differentiate you there? And who understands the tonality better would be able to get it. Um, you're you hired. Man, you're, uh, I, I, I love the message. I love this message, Oksana. And I, I think it's so powerful. And I hope that people are listening. Everyone on here sells, right? And, uh, you know, trying to get in touch with the feelings of the client, the prospect or the client, right? What, and I, I think it could be as simple as literally asking, you know, is there, you're describing the, the project that you're, you're working on with them or the proposed project, right? 
literally asking them, how would it make you feel, you know, if this is successful, right? You've got a project we're working on, which, how would it make you feel? And, and I think there's the, the reason, look, from a sales standpoint is buyers are typically nervous to a degree, some degree, they're nervous. They don't want to screw up. They don't want to make a mistake with their money or their, you know, the company's money, right? Uh, they're uncertain. But if they can visualize, if they can get past that uncertainty, get that out of their mind and visualize or internalize the feeling of positivity and of success and know and think about what it will make them feel like if they are, if this is successful, right? This achieves the objective. It actually can help you close a deal. And the other side of it is just like, connecting with somebody i mean the byproduct is the sale sure. but you the connecting with somebody understanding how they tick and 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 focusing on building a long-term relationship the, the the sale is the byproduct and there's there's nothing about price in that and you build a relationship that's why we talk in our in our coaching business oksana about targeting your million dollar niche it's very strategic sales to kind of hone in on a specific market so you can understand the buyer, understand how they do their job, make them feel like you're helping them as opposed to just making a sale to them. It's a very different kind of mentality and transaction. And the, the relationships that are built from that uh, help you scale your business tenfold. And Absolutely. So Absolutely. I mean, sales is about understanding, asking questions, educating and guiding people you know uh, it's it's not pitching the product with the best possible pitch that really doesn't win it uh, as oksana was saying you know buying is in sales is really uh, it's just that the buying side of it is an emotional decision people don't generally buy or make any decisions on facts they they make decisions on emotions and that's just that's the reality uh and and, and i think being able to understand someone's emotional state and where they're coming from and and, and you know that's that's powerful or so, even how they like to be you know, service, like, how do you like to be, you know, work, how I want to work right. with you in a way that works for you. That is, I would argue that there's some emotional connection there, right? You're asking someone about what makes them feel good in a way and or helps them. Would you and agree with me? Put a different spin on that. Um, it's also preserving your sanity. Would, would you enjoy working more with someone who is aligned with the way you like to work or with someone that you completely need to alter your style, alter your strategies, alter your techniques. And uh, you know, remember that firing your clients, um, sometimes they just drive you nuts more than you get money or benefit from them. And if you have this communication upfront and you're clear about how you deliver your services and, and have the conversation upfront, um, it might save you some time on not only the unhappy client, but also the journey that you are going through as you are servicing them. And make it a lot more fun, right? I mean, Mike probably knows this, but every once in a while I like to curse. And so I thought if I could, and during a sales meeting, I won't curse, Mike. Thank you. Drop an F-bomb. I knew that, that it was comfortable enough with the customer I knew I was in. So my whole goal for the year was if I can drop a certain amount of F-bombs with clients during meetings, I was going to have a great year. <laughs> I can honestly say, I can honestly say with 100% confidence in all my years, I have never dropped an F-bomb in a meeting with a client. Not a sales meeting, that's for sure. Randy meeting. Uh, Ray, uh, but hey, you know, different strokes. Uh, that's right. That's what makes us the odd couple. Uh, I'm old enough to remember those guys. Uh, 
yeah, Ray Billick uh, validated, you know, what we're saying. He says uh, we need to take a consultative approach rather than a sales approach. Uh, his second largest customer last year was because he provided a shoulder to lean on or cry on. So there you go. Yeah. Don't worry about his other comment that he made there. I didn't see the other. <laughs> it says F-bomb is never appropriate. Thank you. I didn't scroll down. Thank you, Ray. Josh. Okay. Yeah, that we need okay, to. We, you need to look at the company, uh, the policy and procedures manual. The, the point is being authentic. Okay. If right. you're authentic and have a, you know, you're you're being who you are, obviously. So, Oksana, did you have a third thing that you wanted to mention? Because I know we're going to run out of time shortly. Or are we are we good with those with those items that you talked about? Sure. Well, I, I can just kind of uh, talk about it in general terms, but re revise your rituals, daily rituals and routines. If your first daily ritual when you wake up is to grab your cell phone, that might not set you up on a good note or that might, depending, right? What are you getting out of there? So I would go into revision and I like to do that quarterly. Um, most of the people are too busy to do it even monthly. It's just slide, uh, but quarterly, retrieving yourself somewhere for one, two days, retreating, getting yourself out of the environment and revising your thoughts your feelings and your rituals, what contributes, what doesn't, what would add to the well-being, um, that will have help you to have the new routines because a lot of things we do unconsciously that we don't analyze anymore because we're so familiar with that. So look closely. What are your sales rituals? What are your personal rituals? What are your family rituals? What are your client rituals as well? How you keep the information flow and other things because chances are you've been doing the same, some things for way too long. And that could be a new start for 2022. Love it. I love that. Cause I'm a big routine guy and definitely um, I'm a creature of habit. So the idea of kind of shaking that up definitely speaks to me and that's great. Josh, a big secret. We all <laughs> That's a scientific fact. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Well, human beings are ritualistic beings. We're okay, well then. Ritual freaks, pretty much. So you're saying I'm not alone. Yep. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, we got to move the conversation. I know you got to hop out of here shortly, Oksana. We got a couple things we want to wrap up with, Mike, if you want Please. to roll. Yeah. Okay. Um, so um, the year is starting off strong. This is uh, this, by the way, this is fantastic. Really appreciate your time, Oksana. We'll, we'll wrap up in a second here, but just wanted to do a few announcements. Um, our next small group coaching uh, uh, class is starting on uh, February 7th. And uh, we are looking for, um, I don't know if we're going to cap it at five or not this, this month, but if you're interested in our group coaching program uh, now and you want to learn more about it, uh, let us know and, uh, and Mike will reach out to you. We, have, um, uh, we do a monthly workshop. Uh, this upcoming workshop uh, for the month is on proactive prospecting, and, and we're going to help come up, uh, craft a, a, a script. And then um, we also do once a month accountability groups of four to seven distributors in non-competitive uh, areas. And we try to help you put together your one-year sales and action plan and then hold you accountable to that. So it's an opportunity to, to really dig in right now, stay focused and uh, put together a plan that, that's going to help you have a successful year and whatever that success looks like and be part of a community uh, that's going to help you get there and uh, that you can lean on. Any other announcements, Mike, that we need to make 
Oh, uh, here, uh, if you want to get in touch with me or Mike, uh, my email is josh at swagcoach.com and Mike's is michael at swagcoach.com. Uh, we'd love for you to join our Facebook group. It's called Distributors Helping Distributors and, uh, and, and share a takeaway from today's show. And uh, as always, our, um, every single one of our, our shows, this is our 47th show, Mike, uh, is uh, available uh, uh, on our, our website at swagcoach.com uh, forward slash replays uh, or on, pod, uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We're versatile. Yeah. We are. I love yeah. it. Um, so listen, uh, I'd, I'd just like to ask, uh, first of all, thank you, Oksana, for, for joining us today. This is great. You, you had, honestly, this is, uh, to me, one of the more interesting shows we've done. You had, and particularly, you had a lot of actionable items. I think things that we can actually really do to make a difference in our lives and, and really to, uh, you know, focus on positive energy and positivity, right? And so I encourage people to take advantage of that, the concept of logging, focusing on your feelings, you know, thinking about how your rituals are and revising your rituals. But so there's a lot of information there, but just quickly, what is there one step or the first step that you would suggest that, you know, the, the folks who are joining us today would take to try to make a difference and make a change in their, their mental uh, outlook? Yes. Right now, if you can pull out your cell phone or calendar that you have on the computer and schedule personal time. I don't care how much it is, two minutes, five minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, how much you can afford, that that's going to be your one thing that you will do for yourself. But you have to schedule it. If you don't schedule it after this conversation, all these tools are great. It's inspiring, motivational. Da, 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 it's not going to go anywhere. I just seen it over and over and over. For me personally, I would be happy to support you. I send a lot of different tips, reminders, and other things. So connect on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and you can use my email, sana at sattva.me. I do weekly emails. So if you want actually me to email you this log, you can send me an email and I'll um, send it to you. And we do weekly emails to serve exactly that, remind you of some technique or something that you might got too much in the routine. Um, don't try to do it alone. Surround yourself with a network, get a body. Uh, maybe Mike and Josh can be your accountability partners. Kind of build buddy. And, and rock it. And show us your book again. What's the book? Next Level You. Next Level You, and, okay, and on you, Amazon. And, and your email, if people want to get in touch with you is Oksana. Sure, um, you can use Oksana, but I'll put it in the, oh no, I cannot do it. It's S-A-N-A, Sana, at S-A-T-T-V-A dot me. Sattva me is the name of the company. Sana is uh, kind of abbreviation of my name. Excellent. Great. Well, listen, we really, really appreciate your time, especially since you're calling us from the evening in uh, Portugal. And uh, just the insight, the experience. the retreats here. Second Amen. I've been retreats here for EO groups and leadership retreats and personal ones too. So uh, it's, it's a great place. It's, uh, I've heard great things about it. We really, really appreciate your time and your insight. Thanks so much um, for both. And uh, Mike, great job today setting this up. Thank you everybody for taking the time to join us today for our first uh, of many more to come in 2022 for distributors helping distributors. Here's to everybody staying healthy and having a great year. Take care. Thank you everyone. Bye everybody. Bye-bye.
Bye, Josh. Bye. See ya.